Hey, everybody, you're listening to Upgrade Your Algorithm. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. This isn't going to be a long episode. It's just me, no guests this week. So let's jump right in. The other day, I was talking to someone and I said, I am depressed. And on one hand, yes, this is true, but you've heard that life and death lies in the power of the tongue or what you say, that's what you manifest. And so I've decided I will no longer say I am depressed. I will say I have the diagnosis of depression. This small change will allow me to acknowledge the diagnosis of the mental disorder, but separate the diagnoses from my identity. Do you know what I mean? There is so much more to me than the diagnosis of depression or anxiety. Yes, it is a big part of my life as I'm working to find the best tools to manage them, but it's not all that I am. How we identify or see ourselves is so important, and we have to be diligent in our presentation, the way that we see ourselves and the way we want to be seen. Sure, I have the diagnosis of depression, but that doesn't mean I need to not put my best foot forward you know the common symptoms the signs of depression people think that depression is all about you know not bathing or the person will look disheveled and unkept or always look sad okay so that has been me on occasion but that's not the whole story part of my commitment to managing my mental wellness is about making positive choices active choices every day is not the best day But in the mornings, I do my best to recommit myself to the best version of me, even with this diagnosis. So I bathe. Now that seems small, but you don't know where I've been and what it used to be. Seriously, in some of my darkest moments, bathing was not a practice. Of course, I brushed my teeth because I have this thing about dental hygiene. But everything else, I was like letting that go. But like, seriously, brushing my teeth, I always had to do that. Because I also didn't like the feel of funkiness in my mouth. But in terms of my body, I really didn't care. There were moments where cleaning just went out the window. I was living in straight squalor and filth. I'm the first to admit that I have a slight hoarding spirit. My great aunt Dot, she also had a hoarding spirit. So basically, I got it from her. But what I was doing in some of my darkest moments, like, it was really ridiculous. It was beyond all of that. Are you able to recognize your not-so-positive behaviors? You know, the ones that don't support your wellness. You drinking more, smoking more, you know, like, smoking more cigarettes. Maybe you're doing more marijuana. Are you experiencing with, like, harder drugs? You out here doing cocaine? You going on cocaine binges? Listen, you can't have a dirty home, a dirty body, and binge on cocaine at the same time. Now, that is entirely too much. I encourage you to recognize your behaviors for what they are. That's the first step. And then come up with a plan to turn it around. You know, I'm a proponent of professional help. I didn't need um, a professional to help me to start bathing, but you might. So come on, y'all. Let's do better and make better choices. I turned 40 last week. I celebrated the whole month of August. I had a good time hanging out with my friends and family. I spent a lot of time at the spa. I love the spa. It's an opportunity to unplug and unwind. It can also be a bit pricey to do this every weekend. So this was, you know, a special situation for me. I'm not going to the spa for a very long time. I probably won't be back at the spa 
until like the end of the year, maybe not even until next year, because my, the way my pockets are looking, you know, sometimes my money is funny and my change is strange. But I will say that the spa was so good for the relaxation and how I felt. There are things that you can do at home to give you the same type of feeling I had while I was at the spa. Here are some of the things that I do. I turn my phone off or I silence it for a couple of hours. I know we all have lots of things going on in our lives. We're responsible for so many things. So doing it for a couple of hours might be too much. Um, try, try a full hour. If you can't do that, see what a half hour or 45 minutes can do. But just take some time to unplug. Light a candle warm some scented oil. I am all about a good aromatherapy situation. Take a long shower, shave your legs, wax your legs, hit that bikini lineup, you know, do all those things. Um, if you have hamburger meat on your chest, you know, them little beady beads, you can wax that too if you want. If you don't want to, I mean, that's okay. It's your prerogative. Wax them beady beads, get rid of that stuff. I've never had a professional facial, but I gave myself a DIY facial so I washed my face then I boiled water then with the steam coming up over the pot I put my face inside and then like a terry cloth towel over my head so that I could suck in the steam and the steam could be all over my face it was amazing so here's the thing though you're not supposed to steam longer than 10 to 15 minutes okay I'm not really sure why you're not supposed to, probably because your pores are going to be too open and that's going to be a mess. Um, so don't do it for more than 10 to 15 minutes, but you also want to make sure that when you're doing it, that you're not getting burned by the steam. So like take your time, make sure that your skin can actually tolerate the amount of steam that's coming up. Like don't just put your face all the way in. Okay. We're not talking about getting first, second or third degree burns on our faces. Okay. So be cautious with that. But um, yeah, so if you've never seen your face, I encourage you to try it this weekend. So you're going to um, wash your face, steam it, and then give yourself a little mask. And I know people think masks like cost so much money, but they don't really have to. I'm all about that dollar store Queen Helene mint julep clay mask. I put that on my face. And, you know, you've seen my skin. I look good. So, yeah, do that. As I was saying earlier, I've turned 40. I don't necessarily look like I'm 40, but the way my knee and back is set up, they tell a different story. So, here's a question. Is 40 a big deal? Considering this messed up world that we live in, any day above ground should be counted as a blessing. I think every year of life is a big deal. Of course, there are these milestones, like 21, you're able to drink, 25, you have um, lower insurance rates um, if you're driving, and you also have the ability to run a car, 30, I'm not really sure what happens at 30, 30, you're out of your 20s, but what does 40 mean? I remember being younger, and all of the older women had decided to cut their hair and wear these little afros, like right around the time that they turned 40 it was a rite of passage like turn 40 get a teeny weeny afro um and so I have been threatening to cut my hair these days I love my locks but you know I was thinking it's time for a change so basically I cut my hair off 
went to the barbershop and I walked in there and I was like, yo, someone trying to cut off my hair. These guys looked at me like I had, you know, my feet on sideways and that my head was somehow screwed on backwards. But I was really serious. It's just hair. Hair can grow back, right? Yeah, hair can grow back. So I was like, come on and cut it. So I went to this guy. His name's Akbar. Akbar cut my locks out and then he washed my hair and then you know, shape me up. It's cute. I'm glad that my head is shaped the way that I am. I am so happy that my mother decided to turn me as a child and shape my head. You know, she didn't just lay me on my back. So I got that big old like flat situation in the, you know, I'm not flat. I have a nice round head and I like it. I like my haircut. I'm glad that I actually was the one that made the choice to cut my hair. There was this time, okay, I'm going to tell this story. I feel like I may have already told this story before, but it's a good one. So 1989, picture it, 1989, same year, my father and my best friend dies. And you know, as you do when you're nine and your father and best friend dies, you get on a bus and visit your aunt in Montgomery, Alabama. I kind of feel that the, that the conversation went like this, my aunt in Alabama calls my mom and was like yo you ain't got no husband she ain't got no dad come down here to this small town in Alabama be with me so that's what we did we caught Greyhound the worst went to Alabama so we get there and people noticed that my hair was falling out yes my hair was falling out because you know I'm nine and I'm experiencing death for real and I'm trying to figure out how all of that works together like how am I supposed to manage I don't have my best friend anymore I don't have my father anymore so yeah I was pulling out my hair I was stressed out and my hair was falling out so the women of the community now this is collectively the women got together and in their collective infinite wisdom they decided the best thing to do for a nine-year-old who is grieving no we're not going to get her therapy no we're not going to take her to a professional we're just going to get a man from the local work release program where my aunt was a manager and he was studying to become a barber that's right a man from the work release program at the local prison he cut my hair off y'all that's right he cut it off like in the kitchen like he was in the kitchen and he just cut my hair off and I had this little afro and then these women put these two plastic combs so back in the day plastic combs they were a thing you take this plastic comb that had like a flower on it and they put one on each side of my head and was like see how cute you are nothing about that was cute it was 1989 I was nine about to turn 10 why in the world did you think giving me an afro was the way to solve the issue? Clearly, I'm still angry about it because now I'm reliving it. Yes, I have spoken to both my aunt and my mother about it and how it has made me feel. And they both, you know, they have selective memory. That happened? Oh, we didn't do that. Did we do that? Or my mother, well... You know, it was your aunt. Ma'am, you were my mother. Or, well, we was doing the best that we can. Were you? Was it really your best? I disagree. I don't think it was the best. 
So anyway, I digress. So that's what happened. Then I was really angry about it. And I think a lot of it comes down to, one, it was not a popular style back then for a little girl. So I was teased and ridiculed. I also believe that there was a missed opportunity to get me the professional help that I needed. And it was just, it, it just wasn't good. It just wasn't good. But now, as an adult, I get to make the choice. It's my decision. And I have to say, I'm glad that I've made this decision to cut my hair off. This is not the first time that I've had my hair cut off. Um, I cut it off once when I was in college. Once again, it was my choice and it was cute. And so I like how I look this way with short hair. I like the way that I look with locks too. But something about this, you know, turning 40, having my, you know, rite of passage, this is a good deal for me. So I'm 40 and I'm trying to make better choices every day. It is a daily task. No one's going to get up and everything be perfect. I will never say that my life is perfect because it's not. And I don't care how it presents. I don't care what people think that they see when they look at me. I am not perfect and my life is not perfect. However, I have made the commitment to doing the things that I need to do for myself to make sure that I am living my best life. Now, I can be busted. There are moments of bustation. You know, those things just happen, which is why I've decided um, to put myself on a performance improvement plan, you know, like they do um, in the office when there's an employee that's not acting right. They put them on, you know, a plan on how to, you know, to train them up, to get them to where they need to be. I'm putting myself on a performance improvement plan. Um, once I figure out what that is, maybe I'll share that with you too, because um, you might need to be doing the same. Um, anyway, this is a good week, right? Because we are alive. Many of us have the activities of our limbs. We are making better choices. We are choosing to live life to the fullest. Um, so yeah, so that's it for this week, y'all. I'll be back next week with lots of things to talk about. Until then, be kind to yourself and be a blessing to someone else. See ya. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Also, follow me on social media at UpYourAlgorithm.